Welcome to Second Emulation, the podcast that explores all things pop culture, from movies and TV shows to the latest anime releases. Join us as we dive into the world of entertainment, sharing our thoughts, opinions, and insights on the latest trends and releases. With a focus on what's hot and what's not, we're your go-to source for all things pop culture. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Today I'm going to talk about episode 4. Thank you, Kodako of Demon Slayer. So let's get into it. Now, this starts with where the previous episode leaves off. We see Moricho running through the forest. Now, the reason why he's been running is that from the previous episode, he's been knocked out. The demons that have beheaded and divided have figured to take him off the board. The less demons there is to deal with, the better. So he's been dealt with by the one that held the fan, just taken out. Now, he's currently right now running through the forest, trying to make up ground because now he's on alert. He has to get back to the village and inform the village chief if the alarms haven't been already said that the village is now under attack. So his main objective is, I need to protect the village. It is not safe. So he's making a beeline. He's just running straight at full speed, trying to get there as quickly as possible. Now, as he's making a full sprint in this one direction, he is actually coming across Kotetsu. And Kotetsu looks like he's encountering a demon of some sort. Now, he sees it in his peripheral. He doesn't, he just continues on. And as he's continuing, he gets like this inkling voice of Tanjiro that just tells him that if you help someone, that That random act of kindness will be returned to you in tenfold, you know, that it will be paid back to you in some way or form. And for some reason, this compels him to stop and go assist Kotetsu, the swordsmith who had created the training doll. Against his better judgment, knowing that his first primary objective is to protect the village, which at this point could be up in flames. So he stops to assist Kogetsu. Now, at this point, the demon that he's dealing with gets a fish with a vase on its head and he slices it, no problem. Head, boom, done. And he's about to continue his journey, but then realizes the head comes back on. That's odd. And then he starts to think, okay, if they beheading this demon doesn't work, I need to find a different way. Then he realizes the vase on top of its back. Cuts the vase. That sure does the trick. 
Now, all this point, Coquette is behind him, cowering, and once he, the deal is done, Coquette is grateful. He's praising him left and right. He goes, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm grateful for you stopping, coming back to save me. I'm sorry for all the shit talking I did behind your back, calling you all these names, you know, calling you seaweed head. I take all those things back. And Latrell's like, wait, what? You were calling me seaweed head? He goes, oh yeah, don't worry about it. We're good now. Just, yeah, I just, I didn't mean to call you names, to shit talk you behind your back. We're good now. And then Latrell's like, all right, cool. If you're cool, I gotta go. And Kotetsu's wait. The deem the there's more demons and Hanj is at the shed. He's gonna need protection. I need you to help me. We gotta get to the shed and we have to protect the swords and protect him. Because if there's demons here, he's gonna need protection. And we need to make sure that the swords are protected. Machiro has this expression of ill contempt and frustration. Like, he doesn't really want to spend any more time with this guy than he needs to. But he keeps remembering that words of Tondro of these acts of kindness will come back and pay it forward, even though it goes against his better judgment of, I'm a demon slayer. Right now, my sole duty is to protect the village and the chief. And he agrees. Okay, let's go. And full sprint, they, he makes a beeline with Kankatsu on his back, Towards the shed. Now, mind you, this is the shed where Hanj is working on the sword for Tanjiro. Hopefully, we're going to get maybe, you know, what it might look like, the final product. So, it's of importance that this sword that Hanj is working on is protected at all times. because. It may be the key to killing Lord Muzan. So if they lose this, or if the demons are keen to finding out that's a weapon from one of the Sun Breathers that did actually push Lord Muzan back, they might want to destroy it. So that might also play a part in the further episodes. Later on the line. And we're back to Genje coming in with a gun and a sword. That was surprising. Him coming in at the last minute with a gun. Now, which is going to be pretty interesting because that's something new technology that we actually haven't seen in Demon Slayer. And I wonder if this is something that's just going to be custom to custom build for him. But just seeing how familiar he is with it and comfortable using it, 
is awesome. And given the situation, he's able to keep his distance from the demon. But at the same time, the bush is going for headshots. He's been just headshotting, headshotting. And Tondro has been trying to tell him, no, like they, they multiply. But the boy, Genja has not listened. But it's understandable. Like he, he know he's on a one path. He knows his purpose. He's like, I need to get the job done. I need to take these guys out. And he's doing whatever he can. He has the tools to get the job done. And Nezuko's there, and they're backing their backs against the rope, only to only for Tanjiro to get separated by the the joy emotion demon by wings. So he's out. And it's Genja and Nezuko against the three, the two demons, one with the spear and one with the staff. And they're holding their own. To be honest, they were, they were jumping. So the fact that they were taking those licks and still coming back for more was surprising. Nezuko, we already know she... You know, can get, lose an arm and a leg and still come up for fight, still come back and fight. And she was doing her blood art. So she was throwing everything she can to at least provide some cover for Tondro. But Tondro is more of the strategist in this fight. But him being taken out also is a blow, which is only going to be momentarily. But it's not really looking good for them, for for the crew at this moment, because not only is Machiro out, but Tondro's been separated, and they're essentially the only two demon slayers that can officially take out or behead the demons. So I'm not sure how well Genjin or Genja's gun will fare if it has the same type of um, if it has the same type of characteristics as the blade but the boy is just every time he fires a shot he reloads so he's not the boy got heart so that's all I can say he got heart and I think if we in the episode we see him he does have a fashioned sword but I don't think it's similar to the blades that the Demon Core have. So if anything, I think at some point they need to get him a sword as well, something so he can start cutting heads or behead heads if he doesn't already have one. While that's going on, Tondro is dealing with a whole set of problems. He's being carried through the air thrown through trees, thrown on the ground. He's fighting for his life in what could be known as like an aerial battle. But at the same time, while this is all happening, he's figuring out, trying to figure out the weaknesses of these demons. What he's gathered so far is that chopping off their heads only allows them to divide even more. And the more that they divide, the more their powers are shared or also split. And so 
at a moment, he kind of like cuts himself loose or aims for the head for the joy demon, which has the wings. As he's free falling into trees, he lands and uh, the remnant of what was cut off forms and blasts him. But the blast, this aerosonic blast that this remnant remain does is not as effective from the host body. And that's when he realizes that by cutting parts, they can't split even further. Or by stabbing where the marking is, it won't allow them to split. And so he's like strategizing like what he, how can this come into play in a way to take him down? Because that in itself is a weakness. Tondro has always been quick to think on his feet or always, not on his feet, but always in the heat of battle. Always thinking of what the next move is, what the plan is. So it was nice to see, like always good to see him just not always the stopping just always on the go always on the go and so just figuring this out and seeing how stabbing the marking was a way to prevent them from dividing and seeing how the joy demon could as the other demon planted his staff to have electricity how the joy demon could stand there and not be affected. So he was contemplating this plan and he was able to figure out that he can work a way to utilize that. And he's shit. I need to get my, I need to get back to Nezuko and Gen- Genya because uh, they're not going to last long. And me being over here is not going to do him any good. So he contemplates a plan to use the Joy Demon to fly himself from where he was dropped off back to the battle. And he's going to stab the Joy Demon through the mouth, through the tongue, and use that to maneuver and fly all his way back to the heat of battle is a straight G. And what I mean by this is that even though we haven't seen him perform any breathing techniques, but he's been fighting, he's been holding his own against the demons. Like they've been dabbing and hitting him in vital points and he's been just getting up. And there's been a comment by the demons themselves like, Essentially asking, what is he? Because he's been stabbed like close to the heart in a vital point, and they've watched him bleed out only to have Ganja just stand up, grin, and smile, and then repeat a mantra prayer. And they're like in awe, but amused, but almost like you could see in the demon's eyes almost like a sense of fear because they don't know what he is. Like he's not a demon of some sort or he might not even be human. And 
he can't die. And they've, every attack they did perform on Genja should have killed him. But yet he still stands. And so they're confused because any human would have been dead already. And so Genja just standing there just eating these hits and saying these prayers while still in the midst of taking his gun and fight like firing each blow and this kind of allows you know Nezuko to keep fighting herself she's out here just scrapping performing her blood art still not giving up because not giving an inch not backing up because the moment they stop even putting up any type of fight they are done essentially they are done so that's essentially the the mode of the fight is like endurance keep fighting because if they stop putting up any type of fight they're done you know it's over for them so Genja knows it and Nezuko know it is that they have to keep fighting even if they don't have anything in the tank because they have to make sure that the fight is concentrated on them and not spread out to the village. They have to make sure it is contained and keep the focus on them. Otherwise, the village is doomed. And just when things seem like dire, when Nezuko is just like using her blood art and just getting the shit kicked out of her because she's just spamming that move over and over again just to provide some relief, you get Tanjiro coming in, riding the Joy Demon. Like his sword is just lodged in the Joy Demon's throat. Like he's comes flying in, slamming to the ground. The other demons see it. They're prepared to attack. And as they're about to, the one with the staff sees it. He's going to perform the lightning. Tanjiro anticipates this attack, cuts the foot off, comes running up, grabs the staff with the foot of the joy demon and prevents him from using the lightning and then is able to like back him off now this startles the demon as he was able to anticipate this whole thing and understand that the joy demon was impervious to lightning and had the foresight to do that but at the same time, this one small victory didn't last that long as the other demon came in with a fan and just started fanning everything. Um, essentially knocked Tondro and Nezuko through two or three buildings. Genji has been knocked into the next room. so. At this point, we're seeing both 
Nezuko and Tanjiro either out for the count while Ganji is either alive or he's recovering. And Muchiro is just, he's on a beeline on his way toward the shed to protect Hanj while he's finishing up Tanjiro's sword. So there's three important, there's three things happening all at once. And the demons are attacking the village, which they still haven't explained how the demons were able to get to the village. Maybe they'll reveal their source of how they got there. Um, how the upper fourth, number fifth got there. Um, which will be interesting. But there's so much going on. And yeah. But who knows if Tanjiro and Nezuko will be able to recover in order to put up a fight. They're badly beaten. And Genja, he's he's taking so many hits. Hopefully he can pull one out of the gas tank and provide some cover fire. So we'll see at this point because the episode really just ends with after Tanjiro and Nezuko get hit with a fan, like it was just, they're both just knocked out and the episode ends. So we don't know, you know, what's going on, but all the fighting is just concentrated in that one area. So we have all the demons now in the area and essentially in that building. So there's no alarms have been alerted as far as we know. None of the villagers have been warned about what's going on. Everything's been self-contained up until this point. But that's all I have for today. Catch you in the next one. I'd like to rate this episode 4 out of 5 because there was a lot of action in this episode. So. It just picks up right where the previous one left off. So my rating for this episode, four out of five. And so that's where I like to leave it. Four stars. All right. And again, we'll catch you in the next. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Second Emulation, where we explored the latest in pop culture, movies, TV shows, and anime. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app, and leave us a rating and review to help us reach more listeners. And don't forget to follow us on social media for even more pop culture content and to stay up to date on all the latest news and releases. As always, we welcome your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. So until next time, keep on emulating and stay tuned for more exciting content content.